0: Hi everyone, my name is Vicki Carasquillo and I am finishing up my last semester at Concordia University Chicago. I'm a communications major and I'm recording this podcast episode for my social inequality, class status, and power course. It is my final project. I'm very excited. This episode is going to be about female inequality in higher up job positions. I'm going to be talking about why this happens and the factors that contribute. I'm also going to be talking about some improvements that can be made and ways to get more women in these chairs. So let's get started. So gender inequality has always been a thing. It's something that has been a part of history and we've all grown up learning about it. This is something that goes back so far and women have faced inequality and oppression for centuries. It is something that is prevalent even in today's society not only is this happening in higher up positions like corporate and government jobs, but it happens in the workplace in general all over. For this episode, I will just be talking about higher positions and how that realm is being dominated by men. My sources will be coming from peer-reviewed journal articles. My next quotes, my first quotes will be coming from the article, the journal article, Assessing the Progress of Women in Corporate America. The more things change, the more they say the same. From the year 2018, Put another way, women needed to work slightly more than three extra months to reach parity with men's salaries. For every dollar men earn, women on average earn 80 cents. There have been some victories for women, like the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Equal Pay Act, but a lot of work still needs to be done for women. The journal article also stated, quote, One obstacle women face in their efforts to work their way up in companies is related to how they are perceived by senior executives who are disproportionately male, end quote. It talks about how women talk about... The journal article talks about how different demographic characteristics like marital status and gender and how those things affect women's careers more than a man's. And people in charge are less likely to promote women because of their family status. Like if they're married... If they have kids or not, this is called intentional gender discrimination. This is unfortunate because there is no desire to hire women for these reasons, and I'll go a little, a little bit about that late into that later. But it's sad that there are. There's already um, there's already a kind of just an obstacle already initially when women apply for positions. Another quote that I found. Which is, quote, in recent years, corporate boards have failed to increase their percentage of women. Women hold only 14.8% of top management positions in the United States, end quote. Like I said, there have been things that have been in place for women, but that's still a low number and it for sure should be increased. The article also explains that if a woman in a top management position needs to be replaced for whatever reason, another woman will most likely not follow her. Not only do the higher-ups judge women based on gender and won't promote her, the journal article explains how men start to feel threatened once women prove that they can do the job and do it correctly. They talk about a recent study that showed that companies that have women on top teams do better than ones who don't this like def- this definitely could lead to team diversity. You can't just have one type of mindset and one type of person in meetings because you just you there you can't just have just that one mindset because you're not going to really get anywhere. Ideas are going to get stale and there's going to be a problem trying to get to the end goal. And women can add new ideas and add a fresh take and a new mindset are a different mindset in order to reach those, uh, in order to solve those problems and to be able to not only work better as a team, but work to run the company or the organization better. Like I just mentioned with the kids thing, um, high-achieving women and up, including very high-achieving women, are childless. Women are less likely to work once they have kids also. This is called the motherhood wage penalty, which is five percent, up to five percent per child, which just widens that wage gap as well. There, the article also explains, or imp, or tries to suggest different family-friendly policies um, that corporate or that company should have, and demands to the higher ups, or demands that the higher ups order, um, offer more job opportunities to women. Not only will this increase productivity in general for the company as a whole, but it can get rid of that paradox of women and higher-up job positions. The next few quotes are going to be coming from the journal article titled, Economic Concerns Beleaguered Corporations and Women in Corporate Boardrooms from the year 2009. One stat that I found states, quote, Yet only 15.2 percent of all board positions on corporate boards of directors of the Fortune 500 were held by women directors in 2008. While this percentage has increased from 11.1 percent stats held by women directors a decade ago, the percentage has remained relatively flat over the past few years, End quote: "Women are slowly making that climb to top positions, but it has grown stagnant over the years, and there's still a lot of work that needs to be done for women." Another quote that explains why women are still facing these issues is, quote, First, corporate directors are often drawn from the senior officer ranks of other large companies, yet very few women ever ascend to senior officer positions within the Fortune 500. This means that in terms of traditional qualifications required for potential directors, there are precious few women viewed as qualified and available to serve, end quote. This is a big reason why women experience this kind of inequality in a high level workplace settings because they're viewed as not capable enough to be able to hold the job and do the job correctly um this is this is definitely hindering women and their performance and as a whole because even though they are qualified they're just simply not looked as it or they're not they're simply not looked that um they're not automatically looked as like they're capable enough to do that it creates a continuing cycle, which is another quote that I found very interesting that says, quote, the fewer women directors, the fewer women officers, and the fewer women officers, the fewer women directors, end quote. Like I previously mentioned before, family responsibilities also hinder the choosing of women to be board members. They are less likely to be chosen because of this reason than their male counterparts. Uh, the journal article states Quote, moreover, given that professional women often bear demanding family responsibilities, the fact that board service has become more time-consuming is likely to disproportionately deter women more than men from serving as directors. End quote. This is something that I used to not understand because men also have family responsibilities, but over time I've come to a realization that over time society has always put the the family thing, It like the family thing is always going to be, put on the women for one that they physically bear the children and two society's expectations for the women to be able to do their careers and still take care of the household on top of it all women will always be looked at as expected to do it all while their husbands go to work and only get to worry about that i don't really know why it's always been like that but it has it's always been like that even from the beginning of time in history Men are seen as capable of big jobs because they are either single or they have a wife back at home taking care of everything else, plus her own career. Uh, the article also suggests some um, ideas from improvement. They also talk about having more demand for women positions for that higher-ups should um, be aware of or should they should utilize. And something else I thought was interesting was that they talk about having more prep in law school for women regarding board service. And taking more classes and involve law and policy, and not only to improve um, their knowledge in this realm, this realm, in this industry, but to also better prepare uh, f- for the inequality that they could face and what is in between the lines um, in the workplace. My next few quotes are going to come from the source, the journal article, You've come a long way, baby, but you still have a long way to go. Gender-based pay equality in the U.S. state bureaucracy is from the year 2020 quote put quite simply glass walls operate to segregate women into occupational positions based on their sex while glass ceilings impede the promotion of women within certain companies based on their sex end quote this is interesting because this talks about two key terms we usually um hear about the glass ceilings we never really hear about the glass walls um and not only women do have to face or do have to break the glass ceiling but they have but we have to face, uh, face breaking the walls as well. And with with that, the glass ceiling was always um, hindered women in terms of being promoted. And the glass walls hinder women in terms of just being segregated to a certain job position. Like they can't even move around within the company. Not only be promoted to the next level, but they can't move around as well. The journal article also states, quote, "...the findings indicate some progress for women. However, as recently as 2015, U.S. state bureaucracies, on average, did not achieve gender equity among their administrative ranks." End quote. There has been some progress, and there is that evidence of glass ceilings and glass walls women still face in state bureaucracies, which is unfortunate. There's still those things that are still there that women have to face within the professional workplace. My next few quotes are will be coming from the source, gender diversity on U.S. corporate boards. Are we running in place? End quote from the year 2017. Quote, in the United States, although women comprise roughly 47% of the labor force and 51% of the management and professional occupations, women hold only about 17% of corporate board seats. End quote. The article also talks about how there are different actors in, in organizations and government organizations that push for gender parity and it's that's nice because we we need to stand together as a people and use our voice because that's how it's gonna get done if everyone comes together and talk about talks about what should be changed. The article also talks about how to increase the percentage of women on boards. Quote, companies have begun to rely on policies such as requiring a diverse slate of candidates for every open board seat, having the CEO identify diverse candidates from within the company, and asking search firms to include diverse external candidates, end quote. This could work, but can it really work, and is it for the right reasons? The article states, quote, Our intent is simply to demonstrate that people take mental shortcuts when selecting personnel and one such heuristic would be to match a surface level feature between a replacement candidate and the person being replaced we argue how that gender is a salient cue that decision makers rely on Aside from the board selection process um, this is another reason why it's hindering women in the workplace because these people are taking the shortcuts. Like I mentioned earlier, they're not doing it for the right reasons. They're just automatically either denying women or just hiring them just to just to please other people and to please society. They don't realize that the extent of what they're actually doing causes a cycle of just never-ending women inequality, and they're, they're slowing down that gender parity. The article also states, quote, still other research suggests that female board members lacking mentoring are less likely to learn and act in accordance with the core norms of the corporate elite and are less less likely to be reappointed, end quote. Their argument is that women do face discrimination when being appointed, but the selection could be from a gender matching thing that still doesn't enact any kind of change And like I said before, women are being hired for the wrong reasons. And this is unfortunate because, like I said, they're either not being hired because they're women or they're being hired um, just to, or they're being hired just to eventually not be reappointed so they're actually getting they're actually getting to that higher level position and then they're not being reappointed just because they're women and they're not giving a chance and they're not seen as equal as men to be able to do the job and my last few quotes that are coming from my last source corporate governance case for board gender diversity evidence from delaware cases from the year 2018 to 2019 Gender diversity is an advantage when in a working team. Diverse views, better decision making, and it's not good to only have only one type of mindset and there's no creativity. Quote, it has been found that in team exercises, individuals better prepare for an exercise with the gender diverse group. A wider range of data inputs are likely to be debated and the diverse group in the end is more likely to generate the correct answer to the problem. End quote. The journal article also talks about how having more women be on boards can lead to more emotional debates, but that is good for the men to see because they can see that they have independence. They can make their own decisions. Women board members do act as an advantage to the team and company overall, and companies should be aware of that. Different ideas lead to solution making. And the last quote... Set states quote overall by improving board decision making and monitoring board diversity can help boards function more effectively. So there are so many contributing factors overall when it comes to female inequality and discrimination in higher up positions, uh, from family responsibility, gender matching, the pay gap, to judgment of credibility. Women have to go through a lot just to have a stable career and income all of these things hinder women and i hope that one day it doesn't have to anymore it is proven that women are just as deserving and capable and the diversity that women bring to the table literally and figuratively has proven to be effective for companies as they bring new ideas and a new mindset to the team to help solve problems companies should be aware of that because they could use it to their advantage when which only helps them also and everybody wins in the end Overall, women should be recognized as credible and reliable, and companies should enact some changes regarding women's situations. Women, women are an asset and should be utilized. So, that's all we have time for today, and that wraps up this episode of female inequality in higher-up job positions. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm Vicki Carrasquillo, and thanks for listening.